Hello, everyone. Thank you for tuning into the Janelle B. Stewart podcast. I am your host, Janelle B. Stewart, an award-winning beauty editor. The Janelle B. Stewart podcast is a weekly lifestyle podcast designed to educate, empower, and engage. Episodes touch on various topics of our lives, including health and fitness, love and marriage, entrepreneurship, parenting, self-love, and much more. My goal is to have you feeling uplifted and inspired after you listen to each episode. Welcome to episode 34. In this episode, I'm going to be talking about what happened when I told my mom that I needed therapy. This is a continuation of my mental health podcast. So if you missed episode 31 and 32, please do check them out. In episode 31, I talked about the uh, introduction to the series. And then in episode 32, I discussed why I needed therapy in great detail and with great honesty. So in this one, I am going to be telling you like what happened when I told my mom. But before I hop into this episode, I do want to shout out those of you who left me a review or sent me an email or left some comments on me on my social media or maybe sent me a DM. So my love, guilt-free mama, I actually loved her comment. She posted this on my Instagram and she said, listening to your podcast now, it's because of you that I decided to go to therapy and the first problem I addressed was my momsterness. If you asked me to describe my daughter, I'd say she's my best accomplishment, an angel, but I turn into the incredible Hulk when I deal with her. I've cried those tears while thinking I'm going to ruin my child's confidence and self-esteem. I've only been going for a month, once a week, but so much has changed already. So thank you so much for sharing so much with us. My next comment comes from my love, Cnita02. She says, girl, that first episode, man, if that wasn't my life, I literally cried because I have experienced that and still do at times. I thought about therapy, but talked myself out of it. You know us black church going folks, all we need is Jesus. Laugh out loud, yeah, but it's okay to not be okay and get help. Thank you for your realness and being vulnerable. Side note, if someone judges you, tell them to judge their mama. Laugh out loud. Can't wait for the next episode. I am so like rolling over the floor laughing at some of the comments that all of you have been sharing with the podcast, but I did want to get into this episode. So let me just see if I have any reviews on iTunes and there were just lots of comments that came in via DMs and there were so many comments on the, on the, um, the last episode that I would be here all night reading them. So if you did leave me a comment, I just want to say thank you so much. If you left me a um, DM, I want to say thank you so much. If you shared something in um, my my um, Facebook or whatever, I just want to say thank you so much. But I did want to get into this episode. Okay, so listen. First things first, you're probably going to hear a little bit of background noise because I'm recording this in the evening when my kids are playing the N- Nintendo Switch. So you may hear a little bit of that. Also, I have my windows open in my office. So you probably hear that motorcycle, right? So there's going to be some background noises, maybe some dogs, maybe some people walking. I'm not sure exactly what, but you may hear some background noise. So I do apologize in advance for the audio quality not being that great. But I have a special guest tonight. 
So I told you that in today's episode, I'm going to talk to you about how it went down when I told my mom I needed therapy because I was having a hard time with my son. And it just so happened that my mom was coming down to New York. And I, what better way than to, to have this podcast episode than with the person who I'm talking about to join me on the podcast. So ladies and gentlemen, let's introduce you to my mom. Say hi, mom. Hi. Oh. <laughs> Say something. Hi, how are you? I'm Benetta Nemo, mother of Janelle Stewart. Oh, don't forget the B. Janelle B. Stewart. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm so excited to have you here, mom. Um, Thank you. So this topic is one that a lot of people have asked me to talk about mom. And I wanted to share, before I knew you were coming, I wanted to share what the what the interaction with you was like because I felt like there were going to be people that could benefit from hearing about this. So I didn't intend for you to be on the podcast, but I'm so excited that you're open to it. Um, and I think it would be great. So before we get into like just d- jumping right into what happened when I shared with you, I want you guys to understand like, my mom's background and upbringing so you can understand like how our how our styles are so different. So mom, tell everybody where you're from, where you were raised, born, all that. I was born in um, Africa, Moravia, Liberia. Mm-hmm. West Africa. Okay. I was born in the 50s. Right. You don't have to know the complete year. <laughs> Good enough. Okay, so... When you were growing up as a little girl, tell me about like your interaction with your parents, mom, dad. What was that like? It was okay because um, in Africa, we're not brought up like to have a conversation. Mm. For instance, something is bothering me. It was so hard to go and talk to them mm-hmm. because the restriction was just terrible. And what do you mean by restriction? Um for instance, if they, if our parents talking, mm. and you cannot interrupt, mm. you can't say "excuse me, mom," I want to say this. You no. can't even say "excuse no. me." No. Mm. So we we are brought up that we were we're not they were not they never taught us how to discuss things with them. Mm. So we grew up like that. We never got to know that. So what would happen if you tried? Like, how did you know you weren't allowed to do that? They probably won't answer our question. Mm-hmm. Like, for instance, if I have a problem, a personal problem, and I say, you know what, Susan, so thing bothering me? Oh, well, you can fix it. Mm. Stuff like that. Yeah, okay. So, now, one of the things that I was struggling with was my my son being able to take care of himself. In When you were growing up, what was that like? How involved was your parents in you taking a bath, brushing your teeth around like six, seven years old? We did it ourselves. You did it yourself? Yeah. By that age, six, seven years old, what are some of the responsibilities you had already? You have to do the dishes. Six, seven? Yes, we did dishes. What else? We cleaned the house. Six, seven? Yes. Have to, have to, not, not to take the full responsibility, but we had to assist in doing things like that. Right. Were you taking care of your other siblings? No, everybody took care of themselves. Oh, you took care of them. mm-hmm. Were you cooking? Not at that age. Not at that age. 
Mm-hmm. All right. What were some? Did you have to do anything? Um, you see my kids. So is there anything that my kids? Is there anything that I do for them that you used to have to do for yourself that you had to do for yourself at that age? For instance, like what? I don't know. Like you see them. I'm just asking. Took our own bath. Okay. Okay. All right. So, um, what happens if you were late for school? Uh, many days we had to be late for school because it was not a trans transportation. Okay. Uh, like the busing kids here. No, they not back busing. home. Mm-hmm. And where we live was so far from the school. Mm-hmm. So we had to walk. Mm-hmm. And by the time we get to school, if you don't leave early in the morning to get to school, mm-hmm. you're not going to make it. Right. Mm-hmm. So you were late a lot. Yeah. We had to get to school. Nobody to take you there. No. And so when you had problems, because you didn't you <clears throat> didn't grow up with parents that were open to you talking with them about your problems, as you got older, do you feel like you've ever been open with talking about your problems or do you just deal with it? Just deal with it. Just deal with it. Mm-hmm. So how do you normally deal with it? If something's bothering you that someone has done, something that someone has done to you, how do you handle that anger or frustration? If someone has done something to me, I, I approach a situation. You'll tell them? Yes. I'll tell them. And do you tell them nicely? Sometimes not nicely. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes not, nice. not nicely. No. Mm-hmm. Girl, I didn't like what you did. Don't do it again. Yeah. And then I'm done. Right. Mm-hmm. That's it. And it's, it, it usually goes over that well. She just says, okay. Well, probably they might apologize. You know, mm-hmm. like, well, I didn't think it was that serious. Mm-hmm. Or if you took an exception to that, I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah. If you felt like insulted mm-hmm. or whatever. Mm-hmm. All right. So when it came down to me... Um, telling you that I was having a hard time with raising my, um, with getting my son ready in the morning. Before I even told you about therapy, Mm -hmm. I remember telling you like, oh my goodness, mom, like this, getting this boy ready in the morning is so hard. Um, you know, I was having such challenges. What were some of your thoughts? I told you, you could handle it. Mm -hmm. Just make sure he does it. Instead of you screaming and getting aggravated, mm-hmm. just tell him to do it. And don't yeah. work yourself out. Right. And you had seen me yelling and screaming before. Too much. What did you say? What did you think about it? I think you're going to have a heart attack. <laughs> <laughs> I told you you're going to have a heart attack. Yeah. And I told you screaming, screaming at a kid doesn't make this situation great. Yeah. Because when they get used to it, they don't care. Mm-hmm. Oh, she's just going to scream. Nothing's going to happen. I don't care, you know. Mm-hmm. So you have to have to know how to talk to that person mm-hmm. instead of screaming. Did your parents scream? Oh, yes. And I got a lot of whipping, too. <laughs> what would your mom scream about? Everything? Or? My mother screamed for everything. Everything. Yeah. Oh, get this from here. You don't do it. Scream. Mm-hmm. Scream at everything. Mm-hmm. And you said you got a lot of whippings. Yeah, from my dad. Mm-hmm. Because I was never home. I was always out there on the streets playing. And <clears throat> so when he comes home, I'm not home. It's a whipping. With a with a belt? No, my dear. He used to call, you know the palm tree? The rattan? 
You know the palm tree? Palm tree. Mm-hmm. You used to cut the leaves, cut the tree, the, the branches, clean it real good, and split it in half, and that's what he used to use. On your behind. On my behind. Anywhere. Because there was a time he wanted to, he called me to whip me, and I ran. He ran after me. <laughs> oh, my God. He ran after me. And when he was about to grab me, I went down, and he went over me. And that was not an easy thing after that. Mm-hmm. What do you mean, not an easy thing? That he whipped me, really, because he was mad that I... That he fell. Yeah, that he went over. <laughs> so he was mad that he, he fell from trying to, fight, trying to get yes. you. So he beat you even harder because yes, of that. Yes, All right, so yes. So here I am struggling with my son. You hear me screaming all the time. I'm so upset. Um, and so then I finally tell you, like, I want therapy and... What do you think of that? I said you didn't need it at the time. Mm-hmm. I said you can handle it, handle that. You don't have to go to therapy for that to handle your son. Yeah, I remember you saying like, "Old oh, princess," mm-hmm. like just for that. I know, just like for it, that. Like it wasn't. So, did you ever know anybody or that went to therapy before? No, for what? I don't know. For no, anything, no, for whatever. No. You know, nobody that went through therapy. Oh, no, my job. On, on yeah. my job. What do you know about therapy? I haven't been to one, so. Well, what do you, you what what do you think it's, it would be like? It might help. No, I mean, like, what a therapy session would be like. What do you think it would be like? So then what made you think I didn't, I didn't need it? Why because, did you feel that way? Because I felt that. It, to me, it wasn't a major thing that you could not handle your son getting ready for school, getting mm-hmm. up on time. Yeah, you know, some kids, some kids like to procrastinate. They have a lot of people like that. Not like me. I I have to go. I don't like that wasting time. But some people like that. So mm-hmm. instead of screaming and, and saying I have to go for therapy, I felt like something else must be wrong with this kid. I don't think it's because of JJ. You mean something else was wrong with, with me. you? Yes. <laughs> So you thought I was having problems. I guess. Because that wasn't a big enough problem to go to therapy. I didn't think that. I also felt like that too when I would think about mm-hmm. it. I'm like, it's not like I've it's not like I've been like raped. You know, because we think mm-hmm. therapy, we think big traumatic situations. Yeah. I'm like, I haven't been raped. I wasn't you're in not war. Paralyzed. I'm not paralyzed, right? Yeah. I don't have no type of bipolar. Yeah, you never had no stroke. You didn't your speech is still there. Right. Like so why do you need therapy? Why do you need therapy for something like that? Yeah. But like, like what I knew about therapy before I went to it, I just felt like I would talk to someone and they would help me cope with what I was going through. So I thought it would be a good idea. But I remember you being like, you don't need therapy for that. Mm -hmm. So you thought something else was wrong with me. What did you think was wrong? I can't put my finger on it. (laughs) I just felt something. It just didn't make sense, right? Yeah, it didn't make sense to me. Yeah. Especially because like, like everybody raises their children and everybody everyone's dealing with this right mm-hmm. I don't know many people that don't have to deal with this so mm-hmm. the idea of like getting a therapist to help you with being a mom is definitely weird yeah because you go through it and make you stronger you make that kid to understand like my parents used to do mm-hmm. you are not going to intimidate me you have to do what I'm telling you to do instead of screaming and going to therapy I felt I was just waste of money, and I felt that you didn't need it. 
So what do you think when you just said you're going to do what I tell you you're going to do? What do you do when you have that belief system of you're going to do what I tell you to do, but the child isn't doing it? What Mm. what forms of action do you take? I'll make him do it. If I have to stand there and see him do it, I'll make him do it. So what if because 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 my situation was was one where I was working towards getting Joelle out of needing me to stand there to do it. I was working on getting him to do it independently. So if your goal is to get him to do it independently and you know when I stand there, he will do it. But I'm trying to get him to do it when I'm not standing here so I can go do something else with your baby sister. How was Joel then at the time? Five. Okay, five. Going on six. Okay. You really think a five-year-old is really independent to do things with I, all you being God, with all that being guarded? So two answers for that. Some five-year-olds are fully capable of doing it, and other five-year-olds might not be fully capable of doing it. And I think that there are a few reasons why that might be. If there's a five-year-old that has a parent that does everything for them all the time, and then you send them off to say, get ready, get dressed, go eat your breakfast, go brush your teeth, then no, because they've been dependent on their parent, right? But if you have a five-year-old like my son, whose who's parent being me, was training him for four, five, six months, this is how you do it, and then they're still not doing it, that's a problem. And then the third thing was Joelle's baby sister was doing it all by herself. So I'm looking at the five-year-old who then turned six. And once he was six is when I really started to get even more aggravated with the situation because I had spent all that time from five to six, 12 months, you know. Then I see the baby sister who's three and four getting all the way dressed sitting down to eat her breakfast, cleaning her plate, brushing her teeth, sometimes not even wanting help. So it would it would make me feel like, what the hell is going on? Do you know why? With some boys and girls? Well, I mean, tell girls, me. Girls are more mature. Girls mature faster than boys. We even have grown-up men who still not mature. Mm-hmm. Girls are fast. They go like this. Women like this. Men, most men... They're so relaxed. What do you say to the moms that are listening who say, no, Miss Bonetta, I have a daughter and I'm struggling with the same thing. What would you say to her? Keep pushing her. Keep encouraging her to do things. <laughs> Keep encouraging her to do things. Yeah, but if, if it's because yeah. of the gender, if it's boys yeah, are this girls way, are. girls are this way, what about the moms that are dealing with this and they have daughters? This doesn't answer to that. This doesn't answer that, right? They're probably not doing it right. They're probably not doing it right. (laughs) Doing the right thing. Oh my gosh. Now she's blaming us, guys. All right. So I tell you I want to go to therapy. I decided I was going to go to therapy. You know that I've been to therapy. So I know you weren't really with it, the whole idea. And I remember even like after my therapy sessions and everything like that, telling you about it. You know, what did you think about? What did you feel or what were your thoughts after I told you that I went? And what happened when you went? Did you gain from that? 
I did. I mean, you see me now. Yeah, but I know you. I know you. You. I, I know it helped you somehow. The yelling still didn't stop. The yelling is different. The yelling that I do now is I spoke to you and you didn't move, so I'm gonna raise my voice so that you can move. And the not yelling, being angry. You're not yeah, angry. I'm okay. not angry. Yeah. I don't feel like my son is making a personal attack against mm-hmm. me as a human being. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like there is like the world is on my shoulders after I scream like, oh, my God, my head is hurting. Mm. My heart is pounding. I'm going to have a stroke, an aneurysm and a heart attack all at the same time. I don't feel that way. Okay. Now I yell. I want you to move and mm-hmm. you're not moving. Mm-hmm. And then it immediately leaves my spirit. Mm hmm. Then so far it has worked. Therapy has worked for you. Mm. Mm-hmm. Also, I, I'm going to get into this. Um, so in my upcoming episode, not the next one, but in episodes 35 and 36, I'm actually going to talk to you a little bit more about some of my discoveries in therapy. And when I do that, I'll share with you more about what I learned. So my mom and I are kind of like touching on some of those things right now, like what I got from it and everything. Um but I will definitely talk more about it. And just in case you're feeling like Janelle's not really going into what her therapy session was, I don't want you to be worried about that at all because I will. Um, this episode is just not for that. So that's why we're not touching on it, but I promise I will. Okay, so now that I've gone through therapy, mom, do you still feel the same way? Do you still feel like if someone was having struggles with their child or they felt like being a mom was so hard and they were having this hard emotional um, strain on them, do you feel like you would be open to someone going to therapy for the same type of thing or do you still feel the way you felt before? I feel that they can go for therapy for this whatever problem Mm -hmm. because I see changes in you though. You know, like I said, I didn't think it was necessary but I have seen the difference. You scream but not with anger. I can't hear your voice from here across the street. <laughs> you know, you don't look um, worry about the situation mm-hmm. because you think it's being uh, handled properly. So so far, I think it worked. So we encourage anyone who wants to go with little kids and feel that the kids not doing what they're supposed to do. And even though you try to you know show them what to do and they're still not doing it, mm-hmm. they can go to therapy to get help for that whatever problem. All right, loves. So you get to hear right from the horse's mouth herself what she thinks about what she thought about me going through therapy and what she thinks about it now. And I hope that this episode was informative. Um, I hope you enjoyed it. Sorry if the audio quality was a little off because my mom and I are sharing one mic. So we're kind of like not as close to it when we're talking to each other as I am now. So it sounds probably a lot clearer, Um, but I'm excited to have been able to have my mom. Mom, thank you for joining me today. Welcome, my pleasure. And I hope to be able to bring you the next episode about finding my therapist very, very soon. So you guys take care. And as always, I love you for listening. Bye.